1160 WYLL Chicago. Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Grow in relationship with God, your Heavenly Father, because your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg for the Solution Radio Show as he shares from God's Word with us today. Today in our teaching segment, we will take a look at the hope of the return of Jesus Christ and the wonderful example of the first century Thessalonian church. And then in our second half, in the interview segment, we'll be with Susan Brown and Ray Lisa Schmidt, both from Prey Naperville, and they've got an event coming up here in September that we'll learn a little bit about. But first, if you've got your Bible handy and you'd like to follow along, I'm going to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 today, and we'll start here in verse 2, and we're just going to see some tremendous truth of the hope that we have to look forward to in the return of Jesus Christ, and what an awesome example the Thessalonian believers are for us today. In verse 2 here, Paul writes, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. It doesn't say continuously, but every time that Paul thought of the believers, he prayed for them. He made mention of them in his prayers. Verse 3, remembering without ceasing your work of faith or believing and your labor of love and your patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. Here this uh, verse 3 is remarkable because it says here that Paul remembered without ceasing. He paid careful attention to with perseverance their work proceeding out of the right way of believing. They believed what they were supposed to believe, the right way of believing. And it was their work as opposed to others' work. And it was also, he made remembrance of their labor of love. They labored hard to the end of fatigue. And what they did in the labor was out of love. It was out of the love of God that lived in their heart and in their life. And also he makes mention here of their their patience of hope. And it was the patience in the right hope, which is the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this patience here, it means to bear up under. Uh, It's the characteristic of one who is not swerved from deliberate purpose or loyalty by even the greatest of trials and sufferings, no matter what the circumstance might be. Our hope today, it's not in a political system or a government. Our hope is not in the unity of all the peoples of the earth. Our hope is in the return of Jesus Christ. And the Thessalonian believers are a wonderful example of how to live. Knowing that Jesus Christ will return will enable you to have patience, to keep on doing the work God has called you to do. And what you do for God is then out of love. It may result in fatigue, but God will always, always give you the strength to be able to carry on. Let's read here uh, verse 4. Verse 4 and 5, it says, Knowing, brethren, beloved, your calling of God. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as we know what manner of men you became, as you know, excuse me, let me start that over, as you know what manner of men we became among you for your sake. It says here that Paul didn't only come in word, he came in power also. He operated the manifestations of Holy Spirit as are detailed in 1 Corinthians. There were signs, miracles, and wonders as God confirmed the word that Paul spoke. And what's 
Um, amazing there, and let's read in verse 6, and you became followers or imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction or the pressures of life with joy of the Holy Spirit. The Thessalonian believers, they received the word of God that the apostle Paul taught them. And it wasn't an easy life. They had pressure. There was affliction. There were circumstances. There was persecution because of what they believed. But yet they received that word with great joy, despite what the persecution might have been, despite what the criticism might have been of others. Verse 7, So much so that you were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out, verse 8, the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith toward God is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. The Thessalonian believers, they put their imprint, their impress upon their society, upon their culture, because of their stand and by their stand on God's word. They spoke the word boldly, and they spoke it with conviction, with authority, and with power. They became the type for the believers in the first century church. And their example today for us as well is the type, the mark, the impact that someone can have upon the culture as they speak and live God's word. You and I, were to become that type today. We're to boldly speak God's word, leaving an impact upon our families, our neighbors, our co-workers, our society. You know, in my life, I do not want to be an undercover agent for Jesus. <laughs> no, I want people to know that I know Jesus Christ. I want people to know that I know God. I want people to know that I operate the Spirit just as they did in the Thessalonian church in the first century. And you too can desire, you too can walk with the greatness of the power of God in your life. Look at verse 9 and 10 here in 1 Thessalonians. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, here it is, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom God raised from the dead, Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. That's the great hope. They waited for Jesus, who had delivered them from the wrath to come. And they turned from idols to worship and serve the one true God. Now today in our culture, our society, we don't have stone idols in our uh, living rooms or in our backyards. Our idols are things like financial worth, uh, a person's job, their physical appearance, uh, the environment, uh, worshiping and serving the creation more than the creator, their intellect, their education, uh, good works, religious institutions, self-righteousness, sports teams, prides in your own accomplishments. Those are some of the idols that people have today. In today's society, so often uh, people worship other people. An idol is anything that is placed above the one true God an idol would be something that you might trust more than you trust the one true God. The great hope, the hope of Jesus Christ's return will motivate us to live for God all the days of our life. Let's look at some details of that hope here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Uh, we'll start here in verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. In God's word, God refers to sleep as those that have died. Well, we are not to, to sorrow as those who have no hope. 
And the reason we don't sorrow as those who have no hope is because we have the hope of the return of Jesus Christ. And it goes into some of that detail here. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep or have died in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not precede them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. What a wonderful hope we have to look forward to, the return of Jesus Christ. He absolutely will return. Could be tonight, might not be for another hundred years, might not be for another thousand years, but he's coming back. That's why we don't sorrow as the world sorrows when somebody falls asleep. Because we know that if they're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, they have the Spirit of God. They will be raised from the dead at the return of Jesus Christ. And then we will meet them in the air and live eternally forever with the Lord. I'm going to flip over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. There's a couple other uh, key things here that are just wonderful. I give a little more detail in that hope that we have of the return of the Lord. It says in verse 51 of 1 Corinthians 15, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be, we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we that are still alive when the Lord returns shall be changed. For this corruptible must have put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Verse 56, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And why do we have the victory? We have the victory because we're going to meet the Lord in the air. If we've fallen asleep, if we've died, we'll be raised at the Lord's return. If we're still alive when he returns, we'll be changed, and we'll put on that immortal body. Verse 58 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Therefore, my beloved brethren, Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Just as the Thessalonian believers, which we read about there in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, they labored in love. They had patience in the hope of the return of Jesus Christ, and they worked to the point of fatigue. Their labor was not in vain in the Lord. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord, because we have the eternal victory, because we are Christ's, and we are His at His coming. The Lord's going to return one of these days, and we have the awesome, wonderful privilege to be a part of the body of Christ, where we will be gathered together, and for all eternity, live with our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Be sure to visit thesolutionradioshow.com, where you may re-listen to today's shows and other previous shows at your convenience. When we return, we'll be joined by Susan Brown and Raylisa Schmidt from Prey Naperville. 
1160. This is the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ. Our guests today are Susan Brown, Ray Lisa Schmidt, and Rich Colovaney, all from Prey Naperville. Uh, Susan is the founder and executive director of Prey Naperville, and uh, they have got a prayer event coming up on September 24th. I'd like to welcome Susan, Ray Lisa, and Rich to the Solution Radio Show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank Good you. Here. Yes, thank you, Greg. Thank you for having us. Oh, it's wonderful to have you with us today. Can you give us a little background and heart of Prey Naperville? Yes, back in uh, January of 2015, I did attend a Pray Chicago gathering, and I was so struck by uh, 2,000 people coming together, united in prayer, that I couldn't stop thinking about bringing pray, this type of prayer to Naperville. Uh, we do want to unite as a body, uh, uh, the church together, as a body of believers. And so it didn't leave me to to want to kind of do something like this. So I talked to our, our little small prayer group, and we prayed about it, went to the mayor back then of the city and said, you know, look, we would like to have a citywide prayer gathering mm-hmm. uh, that would gather the whole body of Christ together to worship God and pray for the city of Naperville and beyond. And so that's kind of the heart behind it, because prayer is is the answer. <laughs> yeah, and that's wonderful. It all sort of started when you went to a Pray Chicago event. Oh, yes. That's, yes. That's great. And they prayed for Naperville, I believe, at that Pray Chicago event. Did they not? They Remember you did. telling me that story? They did pray um, for, for, for us. Actually, I was there and I met uh, the Bible League International representative, Walter White, mm-hmm. and he said to me, you know, I see your heart for Naperville. Can I pray for you? And this was at a Chicago gathering. Mm-hmm. So That's wonderful. We're all brothers We're brothers and sisters, and sisters right? <laughs> That's right. Now, uh, the event coming up is September 24th in Naperville. Can you give us some of the details, the time, location, who can attend, things like that? Yes. It is September 24th. It's a Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. We will be at the Riverwalk Grand Pavilion, which is just south of Jackson and just west of the Centennial Pool. Okay. Uh, and there we're going to gather to uh, pray seven different segments of prayer, starting with uh, uniting as a body of the church, the believers coming together. We'll be praying then uh, for the world, uh, for our governmental leaders and our country, the community as, as, as a whole, uh, young adults and our hearts. We also this year will be highlighting uh, the youth we will have a children's choir that will come out because they love to be part of this and want to sing. Mm-hmm. Pray Naperville's for all ages. And we also will be uh, generating a specific prayer for the police officers and the firefighters this year. Well, now you mentioned the youth. Now we have with us Relisha Schmidt, who mm-hmm. uh, is going to be working with the youth. Can you give us some info on that? Yes. Um, actually, what we do right now is we're in the marketing phase. So we are going around to the fire departments and in the local stores in Naperville and spreading the good word that we do have an upcoming Pray Naperville meeting. And then we're also putting together volunteers that are going to help out. That would be the welcoming and helping with setup and, um, you know, making sure that everybody's comfortable there and, and that we're able to spread the word that we have, you know, something good happening in the world. You hear about all this dark stuff going on. We mm-hmm. want to bring the light into the world. Well, that's really great to get the young kids involved like that. Now, I was at the event last year, last summer, about the same time, 
And will it be the same type of format? Because remember what we would do, you mentioned there's going to be seven different topics. And I think last year there was a prayer from the stage, and then we met into small groups of four, five, six, seven people, and we all prayed individually. Will it be similar to that or along that type of uh, time frame kind of thing? Yes, it will follow pretty much that format. We will have various uh, pastors, ministry leaders, uh, some community leaders that will be leading in the prayer, kind of kicking it off. And then we'll be breaking down with some prayer points so that everyone can participate. This is a participatory Mm -hmm. (laughs) gathering. So those that come can uh, definitely pray in their groups. We will have two different times that we'll just kind of do an overall group prayer. And that will be a prayer for the police Mm -hmm. uh, and the firefighters. We'll do that all together as one big group. And uh, also another time uh, that would be more towards the closing. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important that you get everybody involved. Mm -hmm. It's not just one person up front praying, but everybody literally has the opportunity to pray as we break Mm -hmm. off into those small groups. Could you just review again, what are those main topics of focus? What are the different? Yes, it will be the church in unity Mm -hmm. within the body. The world, our government and country, our community, marriage and families, young adults, and our hearts. Mm. Uh, Actually, now that I read this, uh, we also will be uh, providing a prayer specifically for the young adults and the youth. Mm -hmm. We really desire for them to understand that the church is theirs today, and we want to support them and engage them with uh, serving the Lord and serving the community. So mm-hmm. we want to surround them with that. Yeah, that's just so important. I know last year there were quite a few young people, and they're the ones that are going to carry the ministry on because uh, we're not getting any younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, why the theme, A City United in Love? Well, that just came from uh, some fasting and prayer when we gathered up together back in 2015 with our small group. And we realized that the suburban community really is sub- very blessed we have so many things we have much of everything and it drew us to first corinthians 13 where it talks about you can have all that the world has to offer but if you don't have love it's worth nothing Mm -hmm. and so we then further uh, were were called upon god to look into that and we spoke amongst each other saying you know what would a city look like if it truly was united in love and love is God. God is love. And so what the, what would happen if a city could come in mass amount and unite in love? We could hopefully mm-hmm. uh, serve the community and transform the culture for something good. Right. Now, now, Rich, can you tell us a little bit about the support that you're getting from the different churches in the area and who's all involved, uh, not only from the churches, but business and municipal government as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the key points of Pray Naperville is we want to make sure we're going across denomination lines. It's not one specific or two specific churches that are being featured. Uh, Susan and various team members have actually gone out to meet with pastors, with prayer leaders to get their prayer warriors um, involved. And I think that's one of the really neat aspects mm-hmm. of Pray Naperville is that we're, we're bringing together in unity. We're not going for nominational uh, differences. So we're getting a, really across the whole spectrum of Christian churches. You know, Pray Naperville has gotten great support from the city of Naperville. Uh, there's monthly prayer meetings for the pastors that are held in 
City Hall, which is really neat. The mayor has always been uh, very supportive. Uh, businesses like Thrivent are helping mm-hmm. out financially. So I think it's really a really good coming together of various churches, the government backing us up, having this wonderful facility, and people from all different backgrounds and, and types being able to come together and unite in prayer and really just kind of bend our hearts to, to have the Holy Spirit inviting uh, in to just deal with these pressing problems we have in Naperville. That's really wonderful because, you know, God's not a Baptist, nor is he a Protestant or a Roman Catholic or a non-denominational Bible-believing, you know. God is spirit, and people from many different backgrounds have his spirit and are his children. Absolutely. It's wonderful to be able to see people get together like that in unity and pray Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, sort of get rid of the, the differences that we might sometimes have and focus on where we can make a difference in our society and our culture and so forth. Well, what we do agree upon is the gospel. Amen. And that's where we come, and that's what we pray. That's great. Now, uh, Susan, you've got a Pray Naperville t-shirt on. Will those be available? And if so, how can I get a Pray Naperville t-shirt? <laughs> or anybody that attends, how can they get a t-shirt? Uh, we, uh, we would love to provide you with a t-shirt. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll have any available for the event. That's something that we would like to do. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, kind of look at our finances and... and uh, have them ordered ahead of time if we can. We definitely can take orders. I probably need an extra large, <laughs> extra, extra large, maybe. <laughs> yes. Now, what's the long-term vision for Pray Naperville? I know this is the second year you're doing this event. Uh, what happens uh, after this time of prayer on September 24th? Well, we will continue to gather, as our steering committee will continue to gather in prayer. We will continue to go out into all of the churches, into the community at large, and uh, find people that desire to be involved with prayer. So we, we will continue to do that. We'll have our monthly gathering meetings at, at City Hall or some other location, and we will continue to develop relationship. We have met one-on-one with several people, and so a lot of this has to do with relationship. We want to, just, we want to build relationship. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, it, it falls into our, our four objectives, is that what we focus on, all the time is building a community of oneness in Christ. When we come together, we will worship in the name of Jesus. We want to be equipped and empowered to share the gospel and put our faith into action. So if a community group or individual would like prayer, we can go out and provide prayer for them and, and pray with the group. We prayed with about 25 uh, missionaries from Fox Valley Christian Action about mm-hmm. a month ago. Wonderful. Now, what would be the website where people could get a hold of you and or Facebook? It would be PrayNaperville.org. Okay. Pray or just PrayNaperville Facebook. PrayNaperville.org or PrayNaperville on Facebook. I'll put those links up on our website as well. I want to thank you very much for joining us today. Susan Brown was our guest, as well as Raylisa Schmidt and Rich Colovaney, uh, thank you so much, and I know it'll be a tremendous success with uh, Pray Naperville on September 24th. And thank you to the listener today for joining us on the Solution Radio Show. Be sure to visit thesolutionradioshow.com. God bless you. You are God's very best. <laughs> God bless you. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com, along with resources to encourage and help you in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. 
You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.